Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Hey everybody, back for another fine episode of Sin 315. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm pretty excited today. I bet you are. You know, one of the things that we were just talking about is um, the people that we've interviewed, we've had conversations with, many of them are friends, but a few of them are actual family. That's been really, really cool. I would like to introduce my dad, Chuck Hall, and he is on the phone in Italy. Hi, Matt. Matt, is this our first interview with somebody in Italy? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's our first international interview, period. I think you're right. We didn't go into Mike Slater's garage. I remember that show. But man, Chuck, thanks so much. I really would like uh, Matt to kind of give us a better understanding of who this gentleman is because he is very special. Okay, so my dad is an alcohol boy, born and raised in, uh, here in San Diego. Went into the Air Force, where he met my mom, stationed in, in Italy. Then he moved back to San Diego, where he became a police officer, and then proceeded to get called into the ministry, became a pastor for a while here in San Diego, and then God called him to actually go to Italy and start Christian TV programs. He didn't know anything about TV. He wasn't a producer or a recording engineer or anything like that. He knew how to turn a TV on, turn it off, change the channels, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But he by no means had any expertise in, uh, in TV. Out of that was birthed an amazing ministry, miracle after miracle after miracle. Thousands and thousands of people have come to know the Lord through personal contact and um, seeing them on TV. That's as quickly of a synopsis as yeah. I can give. We're going to dig a lot deeper into it because Matt's been bringing us up to speed on the kind of the tip of the iceberg, Chuck. He gave us a little insight into how you came to the Lord, how you gave your life to Him. Can you tell us about that? Well, I was fortunate to be born into a family of believers. Matt mentioned that I grew up in El Cajon. Our family attended uh, the First Baptist Church in El Cajon, where I went weekly with my family to church and to Sunday school. And it was during those formative years, I came to know Christ as my Savior. At 12 years old, I decided I needed to be baptized. Then I had a very special incident happen. I think I was 13 or 14. I went with my grandparents to a Billy Graham crusade. And at the end of the crusade, Billy Graham, as he was used to do, gave his altar call. And subsequent to that, asked then, are there any of you that would like to dedicate your life to become a missionary? And I felt a tug in my heart to do that. And I went forward said that I wanted to dedicate my life to become a missionary to serve the Lord. I went back to the stands and we left and I think I forgot about that. I just continued living my boyhood and my life as usual. I was sincere when I went forward, but for some reason, it just didn't stick with me. And it wasn't something that I contemplated much. And when I finished high school, I decided that uh, I didn't want to go to Vietnam. And I knew that if I were going to be drafted, I would go to Vietnam. So I decided I, I would join the Air Force. And it was during my time in the Air Force in Italy that I met my wife and Matt's mom, Nora. And when I was finished with my tour in Italy, we turned, returned to the States, to San Diego, and uh, had some friends who were police officers, and they encouraged me to become a police officer. So I did. I became a San Diego police officer. How long were you in law enforcement here in San Diego? Uh, seven years. Four years as a patrolman and three years as a detective. I wanted to go somewhere and stay in law enforcement, but where I could do more fishing and hunting. So I made an application 
application to the Sonoma County Sheriff's Department in Northern California, and they hired me, and I left San Diego and went to the Sheriff's Department. Not even a month later, the Lord called me to the ministry. How did that happen, Chuck? I'm really intrigued in what that conversation was like with the Lord. It was a situation where I had found myself to be extremely distressed and not really understanding my purpose in life. I began praying, and while I was on my knees praying, a hand was laid on my shoulder, and there was no one there with me. And then I heard the voice, and the Lord said to me, are you ready to keep your promise to become a missionary? And I said, yes, yes, I am. My distress immediately left me, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but the only thing that I did know was that I needed to know the Word. So we turned around, Matt and his brother Roy and my wife and myself, after just a short time in Santa Rosa, moved back to San Diego to our home, which had not sold. Then I began going to Bible school, and I felt the need to begin looking toward being a missionary. And I thought that it would be really good to go to Italy. And we, all four of us, moved to Rome, not knowing where we would go or what we would be doing. But we wanted to be there in order to be available to be missionaries in Italy. Through the direction of the Lord, found a church where we were immediately accepted and began working. And one of the first things we did was have a vacation Bible school for the neighborhood around the church, something they had never heard of or never had before. And it was very successful. We had sold our home before we moved to Italy. We used the monies that we received from the sale of our home to be able to support ourselves. After a year, the monies were exhausted, and we returned to El Cajon. We looked for a church, found a church, and we had the time there as an associate pastor. In 1979, my wife and I were invited back to attend a pastor's conference in Sicily. And while we were in Italy, the Lord gave me a vision. I wasn't dreaming because I wasn't asleep, but it was a vision. And he took me in a vision above the nation of Italy. And I could see all of the peninsula below me, the boot of Italy, the island of Sicily, and the island of Sardinia. And as I looked in amazement, I saw a net, a square net, begin falling with cords or ropes at the four corners of this net. And as it fell, it covered the boot of Italy and the two islands. And then somewhere where I couldn't see, those ropes or cords began being pulled and drawing the net into a ball. And as I looked, I saw that it was thousands and thousands of people. They were all looking up with their hands raised, worshiping and praising God. Some were crying, some were laughing, but they were all worshiping and praying. I said to myself, God, that's beautiful. What does it mean? And he said, this represents a network of television that will cover this land. And it will be in this way that this people will come to know me. And when they know me, and then he repeated, when they know me, then they will worship and praise me. And I said, beautiful. What does it mean to me? He said, Chuck, I want you to be responsible for assuring that Italy has Christian television. And I said, Father, I don't know anything about television. Why don't you ask? Rex Humbard or Paul Crouch or Pat Robertson, some of these guys that have the vehicle to do this kind of thing. And then if there's something I can do to help them, I will. And he said, because I'm not calling them to this, I'm calling you. I'm going to require many, 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 many steps of faith from you. But I promise you, and when he said, I promise you, I, I, I couldn't believe that 
God was saying to me, who am I, that he's going to promise me something. And he said, I promise you that I will bless your every step of faith. And in that moment, without having to try to understand how it was going to happen or what was going to be the process, in that moment that he said, I will bless your every step of faith, he put the faith in me to believe. I didn't have to even try to believe. He gave me in that moment the faith to know that I was born to do this. I didn't, still didn't know how I was going to do it, but I believed his promise to bless my steps of faith. That was 42 years ago. Wow. And he's always maintained his promise to bless my every step of faith. He hasn't blessed my every step mm. because not all of my steps have been in faith, but every step of faith I've taken, he has blessed. And I have no reason to doubt that he will continue to do that. And the thing that's wonderful is that that's a promise to me, but it's not just to me, it's to each and every one of us. He will bless our every step of faith. And one day at a time, one step of faith at a time, we began building to start Christian television in Italy. Now, today, we have a network collaborating with TBN and again representing them here in Italy after more than 40 years, reaches all of Italy, all of Sicily, all of Sardinia, covering all of the nation, completing that net. And beyond that, we have a, a satellite channel that transmits not just to Italy, but to all of Europe, North Africa, the Mideast, over as far as Turkey and as far north as Norway. It's become so huge, and God did exactly what he said he would do. What was the first step of faith? You didn't know what to do at all. What was the start? What was the, like, the first show or the, the beginning of that? Okay, the first start was to organize a nonprofit organization called Christian Television in Italy. And there was no Christian Television in Italy, yeah, right. but we formed the organization. And in order to be able to then begin raising funds to help us move back to Italy. How did Nora, your wife, respond to these supernatural encounters and direction of the Lord? Nora had given her life to the Lord and really began wanting to serve God before I came to the point that I decided God wanted me to do what he said he did. I never had anything but complete and total support from Nora, and she was an absolute integral part of all we did up until the time that she went home to be with the Lord. So how did people respond to you sharing the vision that the Lord had given you to get that support? Because people had to, you know, they have to believe in, oh my gosh, this has never happened before. Well, it, it, was, not, it was not easy, and it still is not easy. It required steps of faith then, and more than 40 years later, it still requires <laughs> steps of faith. Uh, never reach a point where you say, okay, finally we've made it, now we can kind of rest on our laurels. And each new program, each new day, each new opportunity requires the steps of faith. In the beginning, when you guys first decided to start Christian television in Italy, did you guys, you guys made a program, right? Like a sample program. How did you get people to put a program on the air? Well, that's a whole other story in itself. We wanted to do a program already in Italian, and we had an opportunity to find a station that would allow us to do the promo. Then God opened doors for us with the owner of a national television station, a network, we were able to show him that promo. And when he finished seeing it, he said, this is the message that my country needs. You can put your programs on my television and you can put them on free of charge. And we didn't have any programs. We were just <laughs> taking steps. His promise was kept and he began airing us 
as soon as we began making our programs once we moved here over the years and where we were able to have our own studio and our own television stations and now the network throughout Italy. And we expect God will continue blessing. Don't think that that vision came to an end just because it caught Italy, because we're now going on the air, obviously, and streaming uh, on Internet around the world. So we're reaching beyond initially seemed to be impossible. So I don't know what else God has, but we're here to do whatever it is. I'll tell you, Chuck, personally, this is so encouraging to me, you know, because when we started this show, it was just this year with the whole intention of helping people share Jesus the way that God made them because everybody's different. They might have a different style or approach or calling. I think there are a lot of people that are listening right now who have had a dream planted inside of them. It could have been years ago, like it was with you, or it could be something that Lord's doing with them right now. What encouragement would you give to those who have a feeling that they've got a calling from the Lord, but they just don't have that supernatural courage or, or vision? You know, many times when I've spoken uh, in churches and gatherings, I've said to people that not very long ago, now it's been over 40 years, but not too long before I was speaking with them, I would have been sitting where they're sitting, listening to someone else say what I'm saying and would not imagine that that could happen with me. I am no one special other than that I was willing to say yes. And I think that anyone who's listening to me now that has even the least inkling that God is calling them to something, they can believe it. That doesn't mean you're going to see everyone agree with you. That doesn't mean that you're going to have rapid success. You're going to have to take steps of faith just as I've had to do and have to do. And each time, God will encourage you to take more. There are people that are probably listening to us right now who have had a vision of what God wants them to do. And because it hasn't come to fruition for one reason or another, they're beginning to doubt that the vision was really for them. What was once a flame burning brightly in their hearts has now become just a flicker. And I would just say, let it flame again. Don't doubt that God wants to use you. God does not choose anyone because of their ability. He chooses them because of their faith and their willingness to say yes. Otherwise, how would he get the glory for what's being done? And all of the glory is his. Chuck hasn't done anything. Chuck has let God lead him. And believe me, and I'm sure if you've spoken with Matt, you know that the obstacles and the difficulties are never-ending. The devil will try everything he can to discourage us. And if we let him discourage us, then we won't believe God and we won't be encouraged by what God is saying. Something is always going to be present to try and counteract what we're doing. But if we're faithful and we take the steps forward, we will always overcome. The Bible says we are more than conquerors. Well, that's pretty tough to be more than a conqueror unless you've got someone as big as God doing it. And when we have God doing it for us, then we become more than a conqueror. We didn't have to do it. I sincerely believe this episode, I think, is supernaturally speaking to individual hearts and equipping them. This is breakthrough for people. Just like the Lord called you by name, that blows me away. This is going to release people into things that they had forgotten about or didn't, couldn't imagine. And I'm so looking forward to seeing 
the ripples from just the conversation that we're having right now. A lot of the people that we uh, that we hear from that listen to the show, they encounter uh, fear and are hesitant to personally share their faith. Is there something that you've learned through all of this that you could share with them that would help them get past that? I think the most important thing is to realize who you are. You're not a nobody. You're not just another Christian. You're a child of God, loved by God, and empowered by God. And if we allow ourselves to be led by the Holy Spirit and guided by the Holy Spirit in His power, we will be successful in overcoming our human frailties and insecurities. But don't ever forget who you are. You are a child of God. You're a princess. You're a prince. And it's not because of who you are. It's because of who he is. And don't let anyone take that from you. So when you're talking about being empowered by God, what does that look like? Describe what you mean by that. I mean that if I try to do something on my own, I'm more familiar with my frailties and my inabilities than anyone knows. And if I try to do it with my inabilities and my frailties, I won't accomplish it. So I can't. I won't allow myself to be led by my inability to do something physically or spiritually or intellectually because I know that God, if I will allow him, will give me his strength, his intellect, and his ability. And you just have to act on that. It can't be something you just agree about or something that you say that was a good message. Yeah, that's something I'd like to do. You have to do it. It is a partnership, isn't it? The wonderful thing is that every time you do, he's there. He never fails. We do. He doesn't. He doesn't ever fail. What is your favorite salvation story? Like amongst the different times that you've led people to the Lord, do you have one that stands out? Well, I had an opportunity to uh, to participate in a film being made by TBN with Andrea Bocelli, an Italian singer. I fell in love with my wife to Andrea Bocelli. Uh, and I had an opportunity during the different times that I was able to spend with Andrea. I was his interpreter for the American. But just in sitting with him, I had dinner with him and, and we had other occasions to be able to speak and with my wife, Tina, who's been my wife now for the last 13 years. But but we had an opportunity to share with Andrea our testimony, much of what I've shared with you today. God gave me favor with him and allowed me to say things to him that he knew, I'm sure, but had never taken to heart or never received in a personal manner. And just to see those changes in him and his idea of who Jesus Christ was and how he could live with Jesus in his life and how he could even believe he could receive healing for his eyes was, was a wonderful time for me and a, and a wonderful experience to see how God will use us to affect the lives of people who we may think have everything and need nothing when, in fact, just like us, we have nothing and need everything. You've been on an incredible journey. The, the biggest part of it, don't be afraid of the grand adventure God might send you on. I mean, you were a law enforcement officer in San Diego, distressed, and then a blink later, you were sharing Jesus with Andrea Bocelli and so many other steps, like you said, along the way. When I first began sharing my vision with the pastors and friends, uh, I wanted to know what I had received as a vision from God. And I expected they would embrace 
wonderfully and gratefully and the people that we think might be the most likely to support us and accept our vision are oftentimes those who are the reluctant to receive what we have to say. Not because they don't want to believe us, but because they don't want us to think that we can do something we can't do because they haven't been given the faith that God gives us for our vision. Many of the people who I expected would be happy and supportive when I shared the vision were the people who less or least desired that I do that and tried to even discourage me and said, don't want you to get in over your head and then be discouraged and come back. And again, not because they didn't want me to be successful, but because they didn't have my vision. No one has your vision but you. And no one can bring your vision to fruition other than you with God. Chuck, you've had so many opportunities to share the gospel with people, like the conversation you had with Andrea. Is there wisdom that you could give to our listeners about ways that you have found to be most effective in communicating the gospel and, and the love of Jesus to people? You know that being here in Italy, I'm in a nation that is predominantly Catholic, and obviously there are a number of things in Catholic tradition and dogma that would be contrary to to many of the things of evangelicals or of Protestant Christians. And I've noticed from the beginning when I first began coming, many people wanted me to align myself with one particular denomination or church or another. And all of them wanted me to be stoutly against Catholicism. Well, I knew from the beginning that God didn't send me to Italy to try and destroy Catholicism. God sent me to Italy to lift up Jesus Christ so that they might know him. And from the beginning, even though we've had a lot of different discussions and a lot of different problems, because we decided that we are not going to be an evangelical television, we're not going to be a Protestant television, we're not even going to be a Catholic television, we're going to be a Christian television. And I have not from the beginning allowed programmers to utilize their time on the station to say things that are contrary to other denominations or religious beliefs. Not because I don't think that there are some things that are incorrect with both sides, but because that's not our purpose. Mm. Our purpose isn't to show people what's wrong with their religion or their ideas. Our purpose is to lift up Jesus Christ. And I don't want to use the valuable time on television to try and put someone else down instead of lifting Jesus up. And if we lift him up, he says he will draw all men unto him. So the purpose from the beginning has been and shall be the lifting up of Jesus Christ. That sounds very effective, not only for a giant television network, but for an individual to understand that concept. We can find ourselves, even in a one-on-one -on -one basis, finding more things to argue about than agree about. <laughs> and we just have to be very careful that we don't let that degrade what our purpose is. Just to be right isn't a victory. But telling the truth is. Chuck, how can people connect with what you're doing over there? I mean, you're on satellite, so I guess it's available to our listeners to see what you're doing, your show and everything. We have streaming on our television station on internet. can be seen anywhere in the world. Just go on our website, TCI, and then a hyphen, Italia.it. We'll have that in the show notes. Yeah, we can do that. It's going to be in Italian, obviously. You're going to have a good time listening to T.D. Jake speaking Italian. 
to Pastor Jeremiah speaking Italian, Robert Morris, Sid Roth, Benny Hinn, all of the programs that we're able to translate and dub into Italian for our Italian audience. You know, Chuck, I, I really appreciate the time that you've given us, the wisdom. I truly believe that this is an anointed episode. Would you give me the honor of uh, allowing me to pray for you and your ministry? And then would you would you close us in prayer after I pray for you? Sure. Father God, I like at times in a memorial service, I, I feel the sacredness of the moment. And I feel that right now, Lord. And I thank you for the gift of Chuck Hall to the body of Christ and to the nation of Italy and all of Europe. Father, I thank you for his obedience. And I thank you, Father, that you continue to use him, that he doesn't know what the next step might be, but he has the willingness, Father, to step into it in faith. And I just ask, Lord, that your hand continue to be on him, that he would have vision, Holy Spirit breathed on imagination, and Lord, that you would continue to amaze him by your faithfulness and by your miraculous coming alongside everything that he puts his hand to do in your name. And Father, I, I come before you in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name, in the name at which every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. And I thank you, Father, for again giving me an opportunity to share my faith, to share your faithfulness and how you will, through us, bring about your desire. I thank you for those that are listening today to this podcast to bring hope to their hearts, and encouragement to them, rekindle the fire of the visions that you've given to them. I pray that you would work it mightily, Lord. And I thank you for this opportunity, as I do for every opportunity, to lift up the name of Jesus. And it's in his name I pray. Amen. Amen. Chuck, thanks for spending time with us, and especially thank you for uh, loaning us your son, Matthew. You have every right to be extremely proud of him. He uh, is a man sent. I'm so happy that he's able to be there with you. I'm happy that he's able to have the influence of others that love God and desire nothing more than to serve him. That has to be a great comfort to him and encouragement. Well, have a great, great day, and thanks for being with us, Chuck. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can connect with us by visiting sent315.org backslash community or on Instagram at sent underscore 315. And don't forget, you are sent.